Welcome to the Hand Lettering Podcast. I'm Tan Love, hand lettering artist with a degree in art and design, and more than 10 years' experience specialising in pencil illustrations. I write and create for letteringtutorial.com, a place to find tutorials, interviews, resources, and more. Join me as I talk about all things lettering. This is episode one getting started with hand lettering, brush lettering and calligraphy. Thank you for joining me for the very first episode of the hand lettering podcast. I'll start by telling you a little bit more about myself. I'm Tam as you probably guessed from the intro and I'm an artist. I've loved art ever since I was old enough to hold a pencil. I've always been drawing and I've always been creating. From about the age of 15, I got really interested in trying to draw portraiture and I focused a lot of my time and effort on honing my skills at drawing realistic portraits. It wasn't until about a year ago, just over, that I first discovered hand lettering. My best friend and his wife-to-be asked if I could design their wedding invitations. And this was a huge honour to be asked to do this and a little bit out of my depth, but I thought I'd give it a go. I spent a lot of time drawing out designs for the invitations and sending them back and forth to my friend and his wife. And each time got good approval. (laughs) Um, I, in the end, didn't hand letter the invitations I would have liked to have done, but my skills just weren't... uh, a high enough level I think to use under those circumstances so I found the nearest font that I could that represented what I'd been sort of roughly sketching so I didn't hand letter the invitations in the end there were other elements of the invitations that were hand lettered like small illustrations uh, but the main text wasn't but it was those initial sketches of lettering that started to really attract my interest and I wanted to learn how to actually be able to hand letter something because I enjoyed it so much. So that's where my interest and passion in hand lettering sort of first began. Six months after designing the wedding invitations, I'd learned a little bit more about lettering, I'd looked into a little bit more, and I decided to create letteringtutorial.com as I wanted a place to share my lettering journey and also to create a place that was helpful for other people learning hand lettering because there's a couple of sites around but there's not many that kind of gives you a big selection of all kinds of lettering like hand lettering, brush lettering, calligraphy etc where you can find all of those resources in one place and where you don't have to pay to get that content. So I wanted to kind of create a place where I could report back on what I'd learned and that it would hopefully help other people too. So Lettering Tutorial was born and it's developed and it's grown hugely since I first started it. My initial thoughts were that it would just be a kind of almost like an online diary type place and maybe a few people would be interested but an amazing amount of people have shown an interest in Lettering Tutorial. I started to get a healthy amount of visitors to the site from day one really, uh, which was highly surprising to me, um, but the powers of social media. Uh, So people were visiting and showing an interest. I was getting a 
couple of comments left here and there on posts that I'd written. Uh, a couple of people were sharing things and people were actually signing up to my newsletter that I had on the site too, which was really amazing. And it wasn't before long that I decided that I could bring more to lettering tutorial. And the encouragement that I'd got from people visiting as well kind of helped with this. Uh, but that, at that point, I decided to look into interviewing other letterers because I thought I'm still quite new to lettering. There's perhaps only so much information at that stage I was at that I could bring to the site. So why not talk to some experts on lettering? Uh, so I created the Lettering Legend series where I interview um, people, not just experts, but people that have inspired other people in the lettering community. Because that's one of the most important things, I think, is to inspire because that helps people grow and develop. Over the months, I've found that I'm most creative and productive when I've got something on in the background when I'm working on hand lettering. Sometimes it's a TV episode, sometimes it's another podcast. And I've spoken to a couple of other artists as well, and I know that they seem to create at their best as well when they've got something to listen to in the background, not just deadly silence. I did a bit of research, and I couldn't come across any other really obvious hand lettering podcasts. I do apologise if you have got one out there and I've missed it, um, but I couldn't find anything obvious when I looked. So I thought it would be a really great idea to create a hand lettering podcast so that you can listen to all things hand lettering whilst you hand letter. That way then you can concentrate on one of the things that's most important, which is practicing, and still hopefully gain some tips, knowledge and resources at the same time. So that's my kind of goal and aim behind the hand lettering podcast. I hope that I'm successful. Um, <laughs> please do give me feedback along the way. The aim of each podcast episode will be to split it into two sections. So there'll be the first section, which will be on the kind of topic. So for example, this episode is on getting started with hand lettering, brush lettering and calligraphy. And then the second section will be a bit of an inspiration section. So that will include um, a lettering artist that I recommend having a little look at because they've created a, a piece of inspiring work that stood out to me recently. And more often not, they will have created other great pieces of work besides. Also a quote that I think could be good to letter. So if you get stuck for inspiration, I found initially when I started hand lettering, I really struggled to actually think of things to hand letter. Um, I've since started a little notebook where I jot things down when I come up with stuff. Um, but it can be a struggle to begin with. So each episode I will mention um, a quote that's not too long. So it's good for beginners especially to hand letter. And also there'll be a little Q&A as well, so a place to ask questions about anything hand lettering related and I will do my best to answer them. So that's kind of how each episode should look, at the moment anyway. <laughs> uh, depending what your feedback is, then it might change a little bit as it goes along. And I would definitely love to hear back from you on this as well. Um, because I want obviously this to be as helpful as it possibly can for you so please do get in touch if you've got any feedback or if you have any hand lettering questions as well 
you can um, direct all of that to ask at letteringtutorial.com. I won't talk about me anymore now for the time being. I will get started on the content of this first episode. So, getting started with hand lettering, brush lettering and calligraphy. If you're completely new to hand lettering, you might actually be questioning what some of those things are or even all of those things are. So we'll start there first and just give a, a bit of a quick summary. The term hand lettering can incorporate a couple of things. Sometimes it's used as a way of categorising, so things like brush lettering and calligraphy can both be classed as hand lettering because they are created by hand. It can also refer to things like illustrative hand lettering, so that for example is where you draw letters out physically rather than write them like you do with a brush pen or a calligraphy pen and then perhaps you ink around them or you know whatever you want to do to finish that off and that would also be classed as hand lettering. So as a general rule as long as it's created by hand whether it's drawn out or whether it's written out it qualifies as hand lettering. It can sometimes get a little bit confused with typography. Typography is generally the setting of type and the spacing and the arrangement. You do need to consider some of those things in hand lettering uh, but it's not quite the same because usually typography involves digital fonts um, and working digitally on a screen for publications like books and magazines and hand lettering is obviously on paper. <laughs> you can however, this is where the, the lines start to merge a little bit, you can have um, for example digitised hand lettering so that's where hand lettering has been taken into your computer so you might have hand lettered out a to Z and 1 to 10 or something like that and then uh, taking that into your computer and turn that into a font and then that's where typography will come in <laughs> um, if you're using that in a publication or something like that because again you need to consider the typesetting uh, but that's I mean the main difference really is with typesetting it the aim is to repeat the use of something so with fonts and typefaces they get used over and over and over again so things like the spacing needs to be set the same for you know if it's a title for something it needs to be the same each time whereas hand lettering will be different every time uh, because it's very difficult to draw <laughs> the same thing out identically each time being one reason but more often than not every piece will be unique that you draw because uh, that's a kind of the aim it wouldn't be very interesting otherwise if you drew everything with exactly the same style each time um, so hopefully that breaks it down a little bit more for you um, but yeah as a general rule anything that's drawn by hand is usually classed as hand lettering or that's written by hand I have previously written an article on lettering tutorial about where to start with hand lettering it was when I wasn't as knowledgeable as I am now on hand lettering, so feel free to check that one out if you like, but hopefully the following part of the episode will cover just as much, if not more, than what was in that article. So where do you get started once you've found hand lettering and you know it's something that you want to try or you're thinking that maybe it's something you want to try? Where do you start? 
that's definitely a question that went through my mind uh, when I started <laughs> hand lettering and I know it's something that a lot of people do question because there's just so much and you see all this amazing work on places like Instagram and you just start to feel a little bit overwhelmed because you'll read one thing on one site that says to do this and you'll read another one that says you should know all the anatomy of lettering off by heart etc and it makes you think well what is the right way well I'm sorry <laughs> if this disappoints anybody but there is no set exact right way to do things Different letterers will follow different paths. Uh, so some of the big name letters that you see out there, people like Scott Biersack or Ryan Hamrick, they have different paths that they followed to get to where they are. I probably followed a different path to, the, to what they have. It's just mainly the, the first things you want to do are to just start lettering. It doesn't matter what you letter and it doesn't matter how good it is don't look at it after and think god this is so rubbish it's your first time lettering you just want to get something down on paper that's the most important thing is just to start lettering because you can spend weeks just you know researching trying to learn words here and there and it can put you off of actually getting started it can kind of kill that initial enthusiasm that you get when you're starting a new sort of hobby or an interest that can sometimes fuel you along for a little while so don't worry about the specifics just put something down on paper whether it's your name doesn't really matter what and it doesn't matter too much what style you you try to do it in either I definitely had an initial period of fear when I first started hand lettering is when I was asked to do the wedding invitations for my friends. The wedding was quite close, so I didn't have that time really to think and panic too much about what I was putting down on paper. I just wanted to get the invitations and the designs done and back to them in time so they could get them sent out. But when it actually came to starting hand lettering, where I physically sat down and thought, I'm going to start learning how to hand letter, I became really quite scared because it was then classed as hand lettering, whatever I was drawing out would be hand lettering and I knew I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> um, but to try and sort of work past this fear and just get me started, because a few times I sort of sat there and I just went blank and I thought I know whatever I'm going to draw is going to be useless and I, d I don't really know, you know, what even to letter. But to get me past this, I chose to letter three uh, big name brand logos that are all in a bit of a an old-fashioned script font because I love scripts far too much um, <laughs> but that's what I chose to start off lettering with and I chose to do that because they're familiar so I knew that I'd be able to spot the weaknesses in my lettering easier than if I just lettered something you know like a quote that I'd chosen or something like that and also because they were short so I didn't want to overwhelm myself. But like I say, it doesn't really matter what you break that initial fear of lettering with. Just sit down, choose something, do it, and then at the end you can say, I've started hand lettering. From then on, you can specifically focus on practice that is going to help you improve. So for example, one of my main tips would be to steer clear of anything that's longer than five to seven words initially 
as a, a general lettering rule, I think most people say don't letter much over 10 words because it can get quite difficult to do. It can look a bit overcrowded. Another thing to consider when getting started with any type of lettering, whether it's hand lettering, brush lettering or calligraphy, is to use guides. So you can draw these out by hand with just a ruler and a pencil. Or if you head over to letteringtutorial.com and click on newsletter in the menu, you can sign up to my newsletter and get some free guides that you can then print out and practice on. It can make a really big difference to your hand lettering initially. I stupidly didn't use guides the first few times that I practiced and my lettering was so wonky and wobbly and it can really save you a lot of time reworking, redrawing when you when you draw on guides and even the pro letterers you'll find will still draw out pencil guides and will work to a guide to keep their lettering centred or level so that can make a real big difference. When getting started with any kind of lettering no doubt you'll probably want to get your hands on many different lettering tools. If you're wanting to learn brush lettering you probably want some brush pens and that's perfectly normal and it is good to start practicing with those tools early on. I'm not going to talk too much about tools now in this episode but they definitely will be coming up in a future episode so keep an eye out for that one. Uh, but initially when you're learning lettering all you really need to start off with is just a pencil, a ruler if you don't want to um, print out guides and a rubber. When drawing illustrative hand lettering, you'll be reworking letters quite a bit initially because it definitely takes a bit of practice to get things like the width right in certain places, the heights right and so on. So you'll, you'll be reworking your drawing an awful lot. So that's why it's good to have a rubber and it's good to work in pencil because that makes the reworking possible. So that's, that's why you need those tools for illustrative hand lettering. Now you might be wondering why is it good to use a pencil and a rubber for calligraphy and brush lettering when they're <laughs> both quite inky <laughs> um, under normal circumstances. Well to truly master the art of brush lettering it's always good to start learning script um, because a lot of brush lettering is in a script style, it's on kind of a slant and it focuses as well on thick and thin lines so when you move uh, down with a stroke it's thick and when you go up with a stroke it's quite thin and it's difficult initially to do that with a brush pen but you can draw it out with a pencil first and that will help you to learn where the strokes go and build up what's known as muscle memory uh, so eventually your kind of hands will learn where to put the strokes and the lines you can then go back over and shade in to make lines thicker and you can do the same again with calligraphy. Calligraphy can be script or it can just be upright, but with a calligraphy pen again, you will always get thick and thin lines. So it's important to know where to place those. And when initially trying to practice with a, a brush pen or a calligraphy pen, it can be very, very difficult. So using a pencil is a great way to get started because you can trace existing calligraphy or brush lettering that you've seen or you can look some up and just try and copy it yourself. There's numerous ways of teaching yourself how to learn a script style or a calligraphy style. 
When it comes to illustrative hand lettering, you want to keep things as simple as possible to start off with. So don't worry about making things look too decorative. Don't worry about adding too many curves or shapes into your letters. Just keep the structure as simple as possible because you just want to initially learn how to draw the letters out. Adding decoration, adding different curves and shapes, adding serifs, which are the little feet that you get on the end and sides of letters sometimes. Those are all things that you can work in in time. Just keep things simple initially until you understand the shape of letter forms better. You can take inspiration from other lettering artists. Just remember, never share anything if you do copy something. And you can also take inspiration from fonts because some of these do start from hand letters. People will sketch out the shape of their fonts first before they create digital fonts from them. So usually things do start from a pencil sketch first. So those are some key things to keep in mind when you're starting with hand lettering, brush lettering and calligraphy. There are other areas to take into consideration when it comes to hand lettering, but hopefully these tips that I've given you in this episode will be enough to get you started. And that's the most important thing, isn't it? Just to get started with lettering. So if you achieve that from this episode, then that will make me really happy. Just remember, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, that there is no exact right or wrong way to get started with lettering. The most important thing is to just get started. Now seems like a good time to move on to inspiration. As I mentioned earlier on, every episode I want to highlight a lettering artist that's inspiring and also highlight a specific piece of work that stood out that they've created. I'll put a link to the artist in the episode show notes, which you'll be able to find on letteringtutorial.com forward slash podcast. This episode's inspiring lettering artist is Australian Matt Vagotis. I've interviewed Matt previously on Lettering Tutorial and he's just continually full of inspiration. Around a week ago he put up one of his latest commissioned pieces of lettering on Instagram and it consists of the words blue neighbourhood brush lettered and it's absolutely lovely. I definitely recommend you have a look on his Instagram and check it out. Uh, he did, like I say, put it up about a week ago, so you might have to scroll a little bit to find it, but it really stands out and you won't miss it at all. It's uh, set on a background, which I don't think he created himself. Uh, it's for a record album cover, but the lettering just goes so well with the artwork on the album. The lettering is really neatly brush lettered, it's really tight, the angles are all just perfect and you can tell it's hand lettered, he hasn't vectorised it or digitised it in that sense and he's just done an amazing job with it. So I definitely recommend that you check Matt out if you've not come across him before because he's a really great hand letterer. He's also a lefty so if you're left handed you might be able to pick up some tips by watching his videos on YouTube and the little clips he puts up on Instagram too. You can find him on Instagram at Matt Vagotis. That's M A T T V E R G O T I S. If you're struggling for inspiration at the moment when it comes to choosing phrases or words to letter, then I've now got a quote for you. The quote is 
Creativity Takes Courage, and it's by Henry Matisse. It seemed really appropriate for this first podcast episode, as throughout most of the episode I've been trying to kind of encourage you to get started with lettering, and I know that that does take an awful lot of courage. Also, it seemed relevant to me, because it's taken an awful lot of courage to create this podcast episode. I've had to battle a lot of fear of kind of putting myself out there, and I only hope that um, you've, you've enjoyed this episode. It's a nice little quote because it's quite short. It's only three words long, so it's great for beginners. It's not going to be too overwhelming or too much to letter out. You shouldn't hopefully have too many layout issues with it as well, whereas if it's sort of eight words long, you could start to struggle a little bit with that. And I'd love to see how you letter it. So if you want to share your lettering with me, uh, feel free to do it through social media. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash lettering tutorial. Instagram, it's instagram.com forward slash lettering tutorial. Pinterest and Twitter, it's both lettering tute. So just lettering and T-U-T because you can't have enough letters for a tutorial. Uh, So feel free to share your lettering progress with me. I'd really love to see how you're getting on and how you got on with that quote. I'm going to finish up the episode now with a question. So this question comes from Susan, who's from Vancouver in Canada. And Susan asked, Calligraphers usually make sure that they attribute their quotes. Modern hand lettering doesn't show the author usually. Can you please discuss this? So that's a really interesting point that she's made there. And if you do look at a lot of hand lettering that's the illustrative kind, compared to calligraphy, you do see that calligraphy often quotes the author and hand lettering doesn't always. So my interpretation of this is a lot of illustrative hand lettering pieces that you see usually consist of just a couple of words rather than huge great quotes and they've often just come from the artists themselves. It's not something somebody specifically said. Calligraphy Usually one or two words can sometimes look a bit lost unless they're really powerful words like love, uh, that sort of thing. Um, So you don't tend to get many words in calligraphy just on their little lonesome. I think a lot of it comes down to as well as when you get a nice calligraphic quote, it doesn't look out of place when you just pop the author's name underneath that in the same style. Whereas with hand lettering, a lot of attention to detail goes into the actual words and then to add the person's name at the bottom if it is a quote could then look out of place because if you drew it in the same style as bits of the lettering it might look a bit odd or it might not fit in so well with the layout of the lettering it's quite hard to (laughs) to put what I mean into words really so I think I think that's possibly why it's less common with hand lettering to see the name of the author of the quote just because it takes up extra space and it can throw the piece off because a hand lettered piece could you know you could have something small for part of the quote then some emphasis on some significant words for the quote that could be really quite large you might have a really nice swirly ampersand somewhere in the middle of it and then to then put the author's name at the bottom 
that could throw the whole piece off really because it might take emphasis off significant words in the quote if you lettered that name in a similar style and if you didn't letter it in a similar style then it could make the quote look ugly <laughs> whereas with calligraphy it can it just looks nice when it's all in that same lovely calligraphic font i hope that makes some kind of sense anyway susan <laughs> and thank you for sending your question in don't forget if you've got any hand lettering related questions you can send them to ask at letteringtutorial.com and I'm sure they'll get featured in a future episode. You can ask as many questions as you like to, so don't worry if you've got a couple you want to ask. And it can be about anything hand lettering related at all, so that could include brush lettering, calligraphy, anything that you want to know or ask, just feel free to send your questions to me. That brings me to the end of this first podcast episode. I really hope it's been useful to you. If it has, could I ask that you please leave a positive review in iTunes or whatever other podcasting application it is that you use, because that will help me a great deal and hopefully as well it will help other people to find the podcast too, uh, so that it can benefit everybody really. My plan is to release a new podcast episode every two weeks, so you should be hearing from me again shortly. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes either. And thank you so much for listening. I'm really, really pleased if you've listened to this all the way through. And if you've chosen to subscribe or leave a review as well, then that's really amazing and will make my day, I guarantee you. Finally, have fun lettering. I'll see you again soon. Thank you.